Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mongo's House. Uh, today in the house we got uh, George Ferrito. He is a great comic that I met uh, doing open mics. And uh, the great thing that I love about him is uh, his ability to uh, really make an open mic, a live comedy experience, funny and relevant. Uh, I kind of talk about this in the podcast, but... Um, there's something to be said about someone that's that's quick-witted, uh, addresses something in the room, and uh, can really get the crowd to be happy that they came out. Uh, he is a staple at Inland Empire. Uh, he has shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and every other Thursday. Uh, so sit back, listen, and uh, check him out. He's a great comic. Uh, hope you enjoy it. I've been doing the podcast for probably about like a like three months now, four months now. Nice. How many episodes you got in there? Uh, I think this will be like 15, Jeez. 16. Jeez. So. That's some work in three months. Yeah. Fuck. It's, I, I mean, I wish I had more. Like I've taken I've taken time I guess, off. But, yeah. I mean, outside of work and then running comedy shows and then doing a podcast, like yeah, one being week a, is kind of a grind on its own. Yeah, I would probably have more if I was able to like, like book them more. You know what I mean? Like I could, I wouldn't mind because I have my kids every other week, mm-hmm. and so I wouldn't mind doing um, like a like a, a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Jesus. You know what I mean? Do you like? Is this just like straight? No editing or no editing. We're we were already on. Oh, nice. Like, it's, like it's uh it uh. Yeah, I just I throw it up. It's just a, a long form conversation to to get to know you and and um, and just hang out. And so the idea was um, honestly, I, I was seeing comedy shows just work when like people actually knew something about the comic. Right, right. And That's so some kind of rapport instead of just a cold like, hey, here's this guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, I like seeing my friends. Yeah. Like I like seeing people that I'm invested in. Yeah. And um also, um I did comedy all wrong. Like I went and decided to wrong. I decided to go live and make money and then try and do stand up. No, I think that's the right way. I, I, I feel like there's no right way, but that's definitely not the wrong way. Yeah, I think I would be, that's the thing, one, I think I would probably be funnier than I am now, you know what I mean, if I would have gone the opposite way, but I also have stuff to talk about, because I've lived life, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and so. How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a really good, the um, last uh, person that I had on a podcast, I actually went to his house, and um, it's, uh, you know, Willie Randolph, he's a. Uh, I know the name. Yeah, and okay. so. um He's he's like road comic was like for twenty five years and so, but he gave me the best compliment. He's like, seeing you on stage and talking to you right now is the same thing. Like there's, you don't have people like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like that is and and like that's one of the things that I'm striving to do is Mm -hmm. that and that's something that like one of my favorites, Bill Burr said. He's like, you know, you're trying so hard just to find out, you know, how to just be on stage, and then. You forget that you have to still be a person on stage. Well, you lose the person that everyone said, oh, you should do comedy. 
you know, because you're trying to be something else. And then, like, how do I stand? You know, and then this mic stand, right? (laughs) And then um, at some point, you find out that the the, I guess the the great ones that 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 there isn't much the separation isn't far between the person that's off. I mean, you look at Bill Burr. Bill Burr's Bill Burr. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just. I've seen Bill Burr at like Burbank and just crush, but still just perform it like he's talking to you. It's like you're listening to a Monday morning podcast. And yeah, it just happens to be in front of you. Yes, yeah. bomb. He's so good. Yeah, and it's just and his voice is just so on point because it's so genuine and original. And yeah, and his perspective is clear. Yeah, you're not waddling around any topics. He's like, no, this is how I feel about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so. Um, like that was it was really it 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 was a huge compliment for um someone to tell me like hey like you're like you're 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 actually you're actually good because of how you are nice. like your presence you, yeah you can work on stuff but but you've already got one of the biggest hurdles which is just being you and you know who you are yeah. and um so I thought that was pretty I mean it was it was it was a huge compliment I mean, for me. Any compliment from any comedian you uh, respect, I think, is a big thing. Because there's always those comedians that, like, I had a good set, but everyone's like, hey, mate, yeah, yeah. Like, and then those people are like, you're super funny. You're like, that means nothing to yeah, me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I crushed. And you're like, Dude, there's no one. I don't know. <laughs> there's three of us in there. Was that, me. <laughs> was that your uh, your imaginary friends who were howling? Because I heard laughter. I didn't hear. <laughs> I don't know what you guys heard, but I heard laughter. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, you're you're a great host. Actually, I think the last show we were on together. Oh, thanks, man. I made a mental note. And I was like, this is this is how you're supposed to host here. Like, cause thanks, they, yeah. they cycle through so many hosts that I've. I've seen people come and go, but like you were one of the first. I'm like, oh, okay, he knows what he's doing. This is great. We can just relax and have a good time at the show. So. Yeah, and so like for me, I like that. So uh, doing the open mic, I try and and run it as a training ground hmm. because you don't want to like I when I first started, it was someone in the back of the room saying. All right, on deck is this person. Coming up is this person, and so um, it's already awkward on an open mic. And to have someone like you don't let's say if you get booked on that show and that's your first time, and now because I remember my first time was kind of like that. Where was your first time? Claremont Flappers. And for. so your first open mic was at Flappers? No, I, okay, so I went to an audition thinking it was an open mic. Oh, I mean, technically, Flappers went through the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, but it was. This is back when, like, long before when they didn't have just open mic. It was a there was a, a, a an audition mm-hmm. which was on a Wednesday, yeah. and then they had open mics on I think Fridays. Okay. And so I went thinking, oh, I'm gonna do an open mic on Wednesday. And this guy was just a, just an asshole. Like I think he was an intern that was just pissed off. You know that he had to like he had something else to do. And so um, I happen to go walking in, and as I walk in, um, and I'm sorry if I've told the story before on the, on the podcast. I but I don't, too bad. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I go walking up, and I and, I, and uh, I, I see this guy behind the counter, and I said, "Hey, uh, yeah, I'm here for the uh, I'm here for the open mic." And he looks at me, and he says, uh, "Well, there's no open mic here." And I said, um, I was like, oh, I said, because uh, I thought I saw it on on the uh, on the website. And he looks at me and he says, well, maybe in Burbank. Oh, 
but you're in Claremont. Mm-hmm. And I look at this guy and I'm thinking, all right, don't rip this guy's arms off. Cause I don't know if this is one of those, <laughs> like, like one of those tests, you right, know what I mean? Also the guy that runs the show. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go ahead and check the, and see what I saw. And he says, do what you got to do. And he like walks away. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I look and I look and it says sign us at five thirty, Wednesday. So I, so he comes back and I said, well, it says on here that there's a sign up at five thirty today. He says, well, then sign up. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> okay. So I go and I sign up and I sit down and this other comic comes walking up and, uh, He's a young black guy with his hat turned backwards. And uh, he says, uh, is, um, uh, is anyone here? And I was like, yeah. I said, but don't talk to that guy. He's an asshole. Just <laughs> sign that paper right there. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes and he sits down. And I think his name is Freddie. And so he comes and he sits down next to me. And he's just like, he's like amped, man. Like, it, it looks like he just had like four shots of espresso from the from the, the coffee shop downstairs, right? <laughs> and he's just kind of looking around, and he's like, all right, oh, yeah, uh, whoo, yeah, yeah. So uh, he goes, uh, so... Uh, Pre-audition. Yeah, yeah, real big eyes. You know, he's, like, uh, he's like, hey, so... Uh, and so now, what I'm going to tell you was delivered like it was the first time that this guy was ever in, like, jail. Okay? Mm-hmm. But he goes... Uh, Hey, so um, how, how long have you been doing this? And I looked at him and I said, uh, uh, "This is my uh, this is my first time." And he goes, "What? What? <laughs> first time?" He's like, "This is an audition. I've been doing this shit for a year and a half. What do you mean it's first time?" And I was like, "I don't. I didn't know it was an audition. I just said, saw a sign up, so I showed up." And he says, "Who does that?" And I was like, "Well, I guess I do." But I'm not going to leave now. Like, I'm already here. Yeah, I already signed up. That dude already yeah. treated me with disrespect. I got to show him what's up. So, uh, he's just sitting there. And he's just, man, I can't believe, I can't believe it. And he just, now he's just, like, talking to himself, right? <laughs> and so this really, really big black woman comes walking up. And she uh, she says, is this where we sign up? And I was like, yeah, just sign up there. But don't don't Do talk to that guy over there. big black woman's name? Um... No, because I think it started with an F. From, judging from your your general impression and about the time frame, I feel like it might have been sweets. She looked like she just got out of prison. Well, I'll let you decide this. Okay. okay. So she comes and she sits next to me, and she she looks at me and she goes, oh, "So you dirty?" <laughs> and, then, and, then, and I looked and I was like, uh. I don't, I don't know. I've never done this before. And she goes, never done this before. And like, and Fred, Freddie on the other side is like, right? Like, who does this? And he just goes off again. And so, um, I ended up going up, got booked with them and ended up beating them in the little contest that they had. But it was probably because I had more people there. But I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. So. Nah, you won. A win's a win. I've won bringing people and I've won bringing nobody, so it's like a win's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the money. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> that is. So we, uh, so yeah, so I, I, uh, that was my, that was my first time there. Damn. And then, um, yeah, so I, so I didn't know what it was like to get on stage and having all of that. And so when I do an open mic, like that's why I, I call people up, I shake their hand. When I'm when they're done, I tell them, "Hey, great job!" and I shake their hand and I call them up, 
And so having that band, and also I think that as the MC's job, at least the way that I see it, is I gotta I gotta quiet people down, get them prepared for comedy. Yeah. You gotta reset the room. Yeah, and if and if something has gone horrifically <laughs> bad, you need to address it. Yeah. So yeah. that people can laugh and reset. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you gotta stay present and make sure. Yeah, yeah, and so path just in your own brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and so if it, I saw one comic like who. Um, like he's, I, I'm pretty sure that he's in a biker gang, but he just started like, like someone was was heckling, mm-hmm. and he just leaned in over the table and was just like going off on this guy, but not funny. Like just, just like how dare you? I'm gonna one. whoop your ass later. And I was like, this is. This room has turned. <laughs> like, you know, Even what I mean? if he wasn't talking to me, I probably would have cried in the back. Just yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, and it's like um, this is uncomfortable for everybody, right? Like, <laughs> just make sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> is this camera running? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna need some witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first time at Flappers. That's. I wish. I wish, but I don't wish that my first time was at a comedy club because, like, even. At, um, I don't know if you've done Will Henderson and Alec Damani, they run that Ontario Improv Open Mic oh, yeah, yeah. last Tuesday. Yeah. It's weird how many people go up at a comedy club for the first time, because I feel like since my first time was in a fucking Mexican food shop kind of thing, <laughs> room, that like, I have to earn the right to, to be on the improv stage, but it's yeah. weird to see people kind of fall into it, because I guess they just Google open mic and then the improv comes up and then you see a bunch of first timers there. Well, I've seen, I know, I know for certain that there's a guy that works there that goes up like at least the two times I've gone, mm-hmm. he's gone up. Yeah. And it's so bad, dude. It's just so bad. And then they put him on the dirty show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Which I mean, I guess fits his, um, kind of, yeah, his category, does. but and I guess in that in that scene, it was it made a little more sense because when you see it at an open mic, it doesn't make any sense. You're just like, "What the heck's going on here?" You know. Um, and I've had other comics where they're just like, where they come up and it's just like, "You're not." I'm never gonna tell anybody that you're horrible. You like you know what I mean. Like it's just a, it's true. Like, <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> you need to stop this right now. But I think it's so everyone's art. I mean, everyone has That's fair. has has something to say that they think is funny and it's their release and and that's that's great i mean if that's keeping you from from doing other shit then go ahead come on up for three minutes we're good i guess i i don't know i i'm on the fence with um because like the way you treat open mic sounds like it's you know you go to an open mic to host but you're clocking in it's still a job you're, you're going to treat everyone professionally with respect and your job and it's like you're a comedian going somewhere is to make everybody laugh um, with comedians that are just straight dirty, you know, like yeah. you know, like we're talking about, there's a time and a place for that. But at the same time, you need to be able to shift gears and adjust your material because you still got to make this group of people laugh. Right. Like if your first three jokes aren't hitting enough, maybe you need something else. So yeah. While I agree, everyone's got an art. It's still there's an objective in mind, and I think people forget about that. It's like you you came here. These people want to laugh. They're right. Laugh. Make them laugh. 
And I think feel like people are like, this is my art, this is what I want to do. And it's like, well, you've bombed the last nine times I've seen you. Maybe right. something <laughs> up. Like, no. Yeah. Maybe yeah. And maybe we shouldn't, different. maybe we shouldn't go to that same three minutes that we saw the yes. last yeah. four we, like times out. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand that. I, um, I, I really, I really love comedy. Same, I really same. do. I've been told I'm very like cold about it though. Like I'm very word economy business, like, you know, X amount of time, get your laugh in. And I don't know if that's my personality or that just comes from doing so many three minute mics. It's like, I got three minutes. I need to squish as many laughs into those three minutes as I can. So I don't know if that's my personality type, but that's just the. Oh, I, mean, I like you. I mean, any, everyone that I've had that I've invited to my house to do a, a, a podcast is someone that, that I think is funny. And someone that I that I want to get to know. I'll leave. I mean, it's someone that I think is funny, and and honestly, it's someone that I uh, I think this is how um, like friendships and acquaintances start. You know what I mean? And, no, that, and that and that's and that's yeah. like that's what I want in in this, and and also the other reason why that's not why I started a podcast. The other reason for the podcast was to. Uh, I saw so many people that were new to comedy that didn't have a way to um, promote themselves or shows. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was like, hey, like, here's here's free content for you to throw out there anywhere. Right, yeah. right. You're such, Hi, you're such a scene. Hi, I'm George. Tiana, it's me. Hi, Tiana. I'm at the George F on Instagram and on Twitter and that dude George on Snapchat. I'll slip a plug in there. Go ahead. I'll, <laughs> over and over. I thought we had a show coming up together, and I looked, and I guess it... We can. It didn't. It didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> so my I, favorite part about comedy is when they're like, "Hey, I got a spot next week. Yeah, I'll do it." Like it's I remember, unofficial. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, I think the last one that we were on was that uh, comedy con queso, and you're like, mm. "I'm Filipino, <laughs> but hey, I'm here." <laughs> you're gonna book me. I'm gonna show up. Like, hey, I'm that kind of person. But I mean, if you're playing the numbers, brown Catholic. I mean, you're just like, "Hey, like we got." Ah, you know, I could have not did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah, yeah. So. um talk, i had a question what did i just say <laughs> oh, yeah. farted. i know that i've uh i was kind of stalking your uh your uh twitter feed mm -hmm. and so it looks like you're and also like i see you're you're wearing a uh comedy or comic oh yeah a super, superhero nerd. uh shirt so yeah so you're pretty into the into the whole uh, Marvel universe. I, I am. Um, if you go into my apartment, uh, it's just this living room's fucking superhero posters. I've got a Black Panther mask on the wall. I've oh got, really? I've got the Infinity Gauntlet, but it's an oven mitt that's hanging. <laughs> um, they, they got safety recalled because apparently it was melting in people's hands. Oh no! Uh, but I kept it because it's cool. Yeah, there so, you go. Oh, yeah, big nerd, big nerd. Um, uh, one of my closing jokes when I first started was it was like two and a half minutes of just comic book shit. Oh really? Yeah. Was it did it not hit early and it's starting to get a little like a little um, more traction now? Or uh, it's I, it's a good bit. I've chopped it up a little bit, but it, it was like five bits that I kind of just rolled into one and giant one, yeah. chunk, and then uh, it it's still fun. But it's like you know, a jokes kind of just you're like I'm over it. I'll, I'll do yeah. it later, but I'm just I don't want to do it again. It's just not fun for me anymore. Yeah. How um, have you always been into comics? Did you start young or? Um, fair. I at my first comic book that I got was the Death of Superman, and I got it at a uh, a garage sale. It was the Death of Superman and a Venom book, 
And then uh, that was around the time when, like, Spider-Man was on Fox, and, like, there was... Uh, uh, yeah. I was just a big cartoon kid in general. Watched a lot of, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was growing up. And I never got any... Well, I'm much older than you, too, so, like... Uh, but I saw the the trailer in uh, Black Panther mm. for uh, Venom with uh, Tom Harding. Makes me so mad. Why? Makes me... Because... When you see a movie trailer, like, for example, you're going to want, let's say, the, the Infinity War movie trailer. You want to see your characters. You want to snip it and be like, oh, I want so much more. Oh, this right. one's like a trailer of Venom, but you never see Venom. Yeah, it's just, it's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Jason Bourne featuring, you know, fucking Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. It meant nothing to me. And they're like, watch the new trailer. And I'm like, no. Well, see, I... I'm a I love Hardy like I I love great too he's phenomenal like did you ever see Taboo that show that he did on FX so strong and then I I think it's probably because I found out like three Christmases ago that I have a bloodline that goes back to moonshining and moon like like being a moonshiner and so he did a car yeah yeah Apparently, my grandfather used to drive with racing gloves all the time, and I never had to, like put the, the put stuff together. But that's probably why. But, Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. but um, he. Uh, but there's a a movie um, that Harding was in uh, that's about like moonshine runners and stuff, and it is it's so good. He is a, so. he is a good actor. I enjoy basically everything that I see Tom Hardy in. But I, you can take the intro and the outro for the Venom trailer away and just slip that chunk of footage into any action oh, yeah. movie trailer. And so it's like... Yeah. I'm just I, afraid it's not going to be an Ed Norton Hulk. You know what I mean? Because I love Ed Norton. <laughs> I, was like, yes. yeah. I feel like that was the first Hulk movie where we were like, okay, I guess you can do this. Because the one before that, the Ang Lee... Uh, Incredible Hulk, just that was terrible. You're like the Hulk's yeah. not supposed to fly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's, it's, there's a difference between flying and a high jump. Okay? Yeah, that's flying <laughs> makes me mad. Um, but no, I, yeah, no, I'm one of those dudes that like if I love something, I I, I pick it to pieces. Like I love Pacific Rim. Um, so how's the girlfriend situation? Uh, <laughs> single, single, uh, uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm just going to smile and nod I <laughs> and I had to say that because people <laughs> there's no video of this <laughs> that's funny so how did you uh, how did you get into stand-up what uh, mm, okay so this I were you were, were you like folding burritos in that I'm Hawaiian I'm Filipino I'm Japanese uh, I grew up in Hawaii and I knew I wanted to do comedy pretty much right when I ended high school but like you know in school standard store I was a funny guy in class mm-hmm. I didn't get into fights or anything because, you know, when you're funny, you can talk your way out of fights. Yeah. Um, so, but I knew I wanted to do comedy, but the type of comedy that you can do in Hawaii is very niche, very small. 
very like you can only do it there you can be successful there you can make some money you can pay your bills but it's not what I wanted to do I wanted to be mm. funny everywhere so I left um, I left all my family I left all my friends and uh, I was like let's let's see what happens when I get to California uh. I got to California and then I it took like a year to like adjust and find a job get a car find a place to live um, so it, my attack at comedy, like my plan was to come out here to do comedy, but my actual, like, what's the word, um, adventure into comedy was very slow. Um, mm-hmm. so the first time I went on stage was in 2009 in that it's called Iguanas. They have this, uh, this $25, like five pound burrito. It's one of those places. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they had a little side room where they had an open mic night. I decided that one Thursday I would show up and eat big bags of dicks. Like, <laughs> just platefuls of dick. And like, I, I've never bombed so hard, which is strange because I've seen a lot of first timers go up and just yeah. do well now. Like that happens all the time. People are like, this is my first time. And they're, they're great. And yeah. I, like, I wish my first time was like that. Like, yeah. I wanted to eat one of those full five-pound burritos and then drive my car off the <laughs> fucking freeway. It was embarrassing. Um, and that's how I started. It's just... Uh, I wanted to do it, find an open mic, and... Uh, so did you tell your family, that, like, like oh, I'm going to go to school? Like, how did they... Like, how did you I was move going it? to school. So I went to school for maybe a year uh, after I graduated, and uh, it was basically... I was funding it myself. I bought my books. I, bought, I paid for my tuition. So it's like my family was supportive... But it was, they were like, oh, what are you doing now? Okay, we support you. So I went to school. um, And then maybe like halfway through the last semester I was there, I was like, hey, mom, I might, I might bounce. Like, I might just go to California and see what the fuck's up. Because I'd never been anywhere else outside of Hawaii up until that point. So she was like, all right, great. But I think she was like, all right, great. Like, I would never do it. Like, she didn't expect me to. And then I bought the ticket and she was like, oh, you're really doing this. So when you, so like... Tell me how it was when you landed. Did you have a place to... Did you have friends out here? Did oh, you have... I had a friend. I met him in school. He'd left uh, the semester before um, before I left. So uh-huh. I, I landed in the Bay Area, NorCal, like Fremont, Union City area. Uh, gunshots, a regular. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, they're festive here. There's a lot of fireworks. Yeah, this is the 2nd of April. Once when you guys celebrate post-April Fools? And we don't have babies. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I moved there and he had a room in his house. I rented that for like a year and a half, um, trying to settle in. And then eventually, uh, truth, truth be told, I moved out here cause I was talking to a girl who lived in Riverside at it's the always, time. It's, it's always a good, girl. it's always a I'm motivator. I'm not her though cause I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, I moved for a girl, but the plan was to move anyway. She just expedited that process. Right. Um, so yeah, I moved in with my friend, uh, Sean, he, he and his family took me in. I hung out with them for a year and a half and then I bounced and found another room to rent down here in SoCal, uh, in Moval and I rented a room there. So a lot of just renting room, renting room, renting room. And now I have an apartment, so awesome. it's, uh, slow. So like, I, I don't think making money and then trying comedy is, is, a uh, the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. The there, right there's a, there's advantages, yeah. I mean, and I guess that's the thing. There isn't there isn't a right or wrong way. Yeah, um, I think, but I think either way, um, you, you you want what you what you don't have. 
Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And so there's, you That's see, good. you see that there's people that are just like, oh, if I had started early, you know, but then there's people who start early and, and they just, they, they give up, Yeah. you know? And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess the, the, there's people that I see that are really, really funny. They just disappear. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, it's, I, that's really cool that you came out here and, and did it that way. I'm glad that, I mean, I, I enjoyed my, I enjoyed my, my lifestyle now. You know what I mean? The yeah, fact that nice I can just. Eggs. Um, this thanks. probably the size of my apartment right here. <laughs> <laughs> the dining room. <laughs> this is like your breakfast nook. This is the size of my apartment. <laughs> it's funny because I, uh, I live, so we live out in the Inland Empire and, you know, you talk to comics from LA and they're like, oh, like, you know, you live out in you live out in in nine oh nine area yeah. code, you know? Like where? And it's like yeah, and it's like, well, I got a house on the golf course and I'm yeah. I'm paying twenty one hundred. Like that's my apartment. Like <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's I mean you you, you take what you can. You definitely, know what I mean? definitely. I mean I uh I pay just over a grand in just rent and it's a one bedroom apartment, but it's in a a place where I can walk my dog at two o'clock in the morning and not have to be concerned about yeah but a thousand dollars in in la i mean what is that going to get you a broom closet maybe the broom for the closet yeah you have to you'd you'd have to you'd have to share a one bedroom with somebody is it even worth it at this point though to live out in la i feel like it doesn't help anyone's career at this point yeah i mean i see people that that have more opportunity but with my job i have to wake up really early so i would love to be able to go out and and do more Right. comedy stuff but um apparently i need to sleep from time to time that's you know so what i mean <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so i go and i tell my i i tell my parents that they live they live uh in rancho and so i i was like mom everybody's doing cocaine <laughs> and i was like what i said i don't know if it's just a like i know that there's comics and and that that cocaine is a bigger thing with comics, I said, but I think everyone's done cocaine. Yeah. And my mom's like, well, there's you know, a lot of cocaine that's out there. And I was like, mom, have you done cocaine? And she's like, she's like, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, mom, yes or no? Have you done it? She's like, no, 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 I haven't done cocaine. And, uh, and, my, and I think of my dad. I was like, have you done cocaine? He's like, well, you know, there was this one time that, like, Dickie came over, and and he's, like, he's uh, had cocaine, and I was like, so you did cocaine? He's like, and then I told him, I'm like, Dickie, there's some guys that are gay, and they like dick, and there's other guys, like, wait a minute, did you have, did you have gay sex for cocaine? He's like, no, no. What I said was that some guys are into guys, some guys are into cocaine. So which one were you into? He's like, I wasn't in any of them. I was like, I was like, like, story, Dad. Like I was like, you story. couldn't just say no. <laughs> I was a like, lot of lies into that truth. Uh, yeah, I was, like, I was like, no, wasn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was like, good God, man. You're not wrong though. Cocaine's so prevalent, and I feel like in at least in in show business in general, it's almost. Uh, a productivity drug. It's not even a party drug anymore. Yeah. It's a hey, I'm gonna go to this mic, but as a one item minimum, I'm not gonna only have one beer. I gotta be there for three hours. So I'm gonna get drunk, do a bump, sober up, go hit another mic. Like it's crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like I'm so I'm I've never done any drug, mm. and so 
like that's been kind of the 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 talk of like the last two years is you know I'm having people having interventions with me you know what I mean <laughs> to not try and start and you know, it's just like well, I was like well it's just I want to understand like I want to learn more and I'm I'm the kind of person where that now it's like well you know with with the weed being legal yeah. like um you know that was always been the thing that that kind of stopped me you know growing up I wanted to be a cop and so I was like okay well I'm not going to do that right. but. Um, I love to drink, and so it's like uh, I can have drinks, mm-hmm. and then I. But then I start talking myself out of it because I'm like, okay, well, I have a biological governor with alcohol. If I drink too much, I start getting cramps, like and you know headaches. And but what if that's not there with weed? And then it's just like, well, what if it's amazing? And then I'm like, well, well maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't a crutch with weed. You get too much, you go out, you go yeah, to bed, you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you time travel for like ten minutes. That's it. That's it. You freak the fuck out. You fall asleep while watching Planet Earth. That's it. That's yeah, it. that's all I do. <laughs> it's safe. You're Polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to bed. It was the Arctic. You wake up. Now you're in a forest. That sounds like a good night for me. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. You're like, did I get across? The, was that across the equator? And not even realize it. <laughs> I used to do that when I was younger. I used to like when Google Earth first came out. Like I couldn't afford to go anywhere. I was in the on an island in the middle of the ocean, so I would just take. <laughs> Google Earth tours of places I wanted to go. So, really? Yeah, I'd see, like, the pyramids of Giza from above, so they're just squares of Giza, but I legit was like, this is cool, you can see the fucking, the, the Great Wall of China, there's people on this wall. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> Google Earth is amazing. Yeah, when it came out, oh my god, it blew my mind. You know how many times i looked at my own house? Yeah. Every, every goddamn day. Like, I didn't forget where I live. I didn't want to see it. Yeah. You're, I'm going to be on this on this map one day. You're like outside, like, waving every other hour. You're like, Charlie was right when he was like, Grandpa, I can see my house. You can totally see your house. It's amazing. That's funny. Yeah, so. I um, So growing up on the island, what was that like? Interesting. I, now, I realize now I took it for granted. I took for granted that I could get on public transportation from anywhere on the island and be at the beach in 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. um, I, I took for granted... You're like fucking paradise. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I, well, you don't know what you don't know, and until I left, I just assumed every place was the same, but, you know, there's like... So that's got to be kind of shitty. Like, okay, so do you, you don't have homeless in Hawaii, do you? No, plenty. Really? There's tons of homeless, because... Like, cops in Hawaii are just so lax. Um, I was telling my ex, I took her out to Hawaii to meet my family and stuff, and I was trying to explain to her that, like, I, while I understand on principle the, the issues that, like, LAPD have with minorities and, and, and things like that, it doesn't exist in Hawaii. One, because everyone's a different color. It's such a melting pot that it's pointless to be racially biased towards anything because you don't know what anyone is. <laughs> but two, um, the just the... The environment and the culture there is just so laid back that even the police officers are like, hey, fix this. Like, very chill, very, like, yeah. hey, please. Like, so I brought that up because we were driving while we were in Hawaii. We were on doing the tourist thing, and we see uh, a cop, like, pull up next to We're on, like, just surface streets. A cop pull up next to us, and the, on the cop's right, someone didn't have her seatbelt on. And I, he, he just, like, rolled her window down. He's like, hey, can you please put your seatbelt on? Drive safe. Very nice, very chill. And it's yeah. not the first time I've seen that. It happens yeah. all the time. And my ex was like, that, "That's crazy. Like if this was an you know, IE, she would have been pulled over. Oh yeah, probably like, hey, let me see your papers. What you've expired registration now? Pop your hood. Let me like yeah. go down the list of things. So it's like 
it's such a, I don't want to say it was a culture shock, but it was a, there was an adjustment period, I guess. <laughs> so, do you think that any of, I guess when you were in Hawaii, did you ever hear about there being a uh, budget issue for uh, law enforcement? So I think that so I think that that you know a lot of times that police officers are are trying to find um, sponsors for their paychecks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like you know, and so in that aspect, I think that it's it's a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't know how it is in, in a way. And I don't know. I've come to realize I've grown up in a very like like a bubble that's just really specific to me. And, Grew up and, on an island? I, I, mean, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a choice. Um, but it's, from what I see, it's, it's the culture, the the Asian overall undertone of culture in Hawaii is very, um, keep you know, keep quiet, carry a big stick, uh, big stick, be responsible, mm-hmm. you know, take care of yourself, be proud of your work, but don't bother other people, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you're your own person. And in that, like, I, my dad was a, a corrections officer, like, we, we live next to cops, like, it's a very, it was a very small town where I grew up, but they also, while there was budget issues, they didn't have enough cars, they didn't have enough equipment, um, I was never a complaint in Hawaii, because when they didn't have enough cars, uh, the, the officers would just use their vehicles. And, and oh, so okay. it wasn't like, a, oh, we need more money for cars. It was like, well, we don't have it. So like, strap a light on your fucking forerunner, hide under an overpass, and clock you for ticket because you're like, that's a cop car. Wait a minute. Oh, so, yeah. On one hand, they're being sneaky. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, no, we're just poor. <laughs> like, this is the hand you were dealt. Play it, and it was very much so like that. So it, was, it wasn't an issue, but I know that that was a thing. Yeah, that kind of sounds like the way that someone on an island would handle it. <laughs> like, and I'm not trying to be shitty about it, but it's just like no, like you, not that you're you're cast away, but I mean, like you just you don't have the ability to say, well, I'm just going to go over there and take whatever they have, you know what I mean, yeah, and yeah. and and take their resources, you know, you have you're you're literally reminded that you have a, a, a limited set of resources. Yeah, that if, if there's a bad storm and the ports are all shut down, we all die in a week because we can't get food in. Like, Yeah, that's problematic. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there. Yep. Do you, so what island? Were you on the big island? Oahu. Yeah. Um, oh. So Honolulu, Waikiki, North Shore, those are all on the same islands where I grew up. Oh, okay. So is that the, uh, the second one? I don't know, like second uh, biggest? In terms of size, yeah. it's, in square footage, I think it's the second largest, but it's the most populous. Like, oh, okay. I think the statistic I was given, like, if there's a million people in Hawaii, there isn't, but, like, if there is a million people in Hawaii, like, 900,000 of them live on one island, and that's where I live. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were, so, yeah. <laughs> Traffic's awful. Like, that wasn't a shock when I got out here. The only difference is that out in California, uh, traffic can happen anytime. You can leave at 2 o'clock in the morning, and sometimes you hit traffic. So do you have... Uh, are there... Like, I've heard that there's pigs on the islands and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Did you have wild pigs on your island, or yeah, no? Yeah, all oh, the time. Yeah. In fact, I saw a wild pig, and it is one of the biggest animals I've ever seen in the wild. In terms of, like, a pig, I've never seen a pig bigger than that. We, we used to jump jump a fence near a middle school because where I grew up there's a fence that separates government property and public property so we would jump that fence hop on government property and go play paintball and airsoft oh yeah so while we were hiking to our spot one time I just saw this big black thing just cross our path and I stopped for a second 
And I was like, what the fuck was that? And they're like, dude, that was a pig. And it, I'm, I shit you not, like, smart car-sized pig. Like, this was yeah. a dinosaur. <laughs> like, is that a baby cow? This is a gigantic pig. And it's scary. So, like, so I, I like to go hunting. And so um, I, uh, I've, I've, we've gotten pigs before. But there was the, one of my favorite stories was um, this, uh, it's up at home ranch. That's so it's a really big ranch. Right, right. So um, this is back when there was a lot of water. Um, you could pass on pigs if you wanted to get like a bigger so one. This might be a dumb question, but do you hunt with a rifle or a bow, or both. do you just go in with I, like I a both. fucking dagger? No, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> no. Come here, motherfucker. No, we don't. We don't stick. We don't. Yeah, we don't do. We don't do spear uh, hunts or, or dog hunts. It's it's either with a uh, I'm a thirty out six rifle, and then uh, I have a compound bow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we go and this is with a rifle hunt. So we're, we're, uh, we're up there and, and I guess, uh, probably about 10 years ago, there's a lot more water in California, uh, more food for the pigs. So pigs are big, big pigs. And so, um, there's this story that the, the, uh, the guide said that he had these, he knew, he had a friend of his, this guy that had brought, these two guys had gone up. Mm-hmm. One was a safety instructor, and the other one was an ex-police uh, officer. But they'd gone up there before. Right. And so they were going for a trophy pig. They wanted to get something to put on the wall that looked gnarly. We gotta come out with, we yeah. bring a forklift to bring this fucker yeah. on. And so, um, it's all, it's all wilderness up there. I mean, in this area, it's, yeah. I've heard the name, but where geographically is Tahoe Ranch? Uh, do you know where uh, uh, Magic Mountain is? Yes. Okay, so it's north of Magic Mountain. Okay. 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 So, um, okay. so anyway, so they they he says the the guy drops them off over at this area. Uh, they got radios. He says I'm going to go into this uh, ravine. I think there's some pigs down here. Uh, I'm going to try and scare some out. Okay. He says you see anything big? Let's go ahead and shoot it. Um, but if not, you can pass on because I know it's some other place. All right. So the guides just walk into the edge of this ravine. And it gets um, probably 100, 100 feet away, you know. And he hears a, a shot ring out. And so he goes, oh, that's... I guess we're done. Yeah, that's pretty... And he hears like the the hooting, whooping, and hollering, you know. And then it comes over the radio. Uh, oh, 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 she, you need to come over here. I think we fucked up. And so he goes, what? So he goes walking, out, walking back over. Uh, these guys ended up taking down a fifteen hundred pound Angus bull because they have cattle that are there. In, in its sexual prime. <laughs> oh. And so this bull was the prize bull of all the cattle cattlemen, you know, that are there. Yeah. yeah. And it, he said it was a good shot. He double lunged it. You know, the thing, the thing went down. <laughs> Took new steps, it was done. Yeah, so they uh I think they had to pay something like seven or eight thousand dollars for that. Because they had to replace it. Yeah. You know? And I was like, man, that had to be some, some uh, the most expensive steaks they've ever bought. 
You know? Maybe, but I mean... He says they didn't even take it. What? You pay for you to get a He says they were so embarrassed that they wrote the check, left, and the cowboy, like the cow hands, came mm-hmm. down took the back straps, took, like, like basically parted out some of it. The rest went to the coyotes. And it was just like, uh, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like guess what? We're aging beef in the... In yeah, the get so much jerky we're eating for the next yeah, five years. In the garage, honey. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Why are you coming over the freezer? It's the only thing I need. Yeah. Big old Sub-Zero. Guess yes. what? This is what's happening. I've never been hunting. Like, uh, like paintball is the most intense, like, experience I've had oh, yeah. in terms of, like, in a forest and shooting things. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, my dad used to go hunting, he was a big fisherman. My dad's, like, uh, fresh off the boat Filipino, though, so, like, he's the kind of person who was, like, making rope with his bare hand. I'm like, where did you get this coconut tops? <laughs> like, where, where did you just, he had lemon trees in the backyard, so it's very, um, Asian, but it just never. How long have you been hunting? It's never been appealing to me until like bow hunting was mentioned. I was like, that sounds fun. That yeah, it's hard as fuck. It's fun. It's really fun. Uh, I want to get back into. I there's a. I got into into um, archery. That's how it started. I got into archery. So I lived down in Chino uh, near uh, El Prado's uh, the El Prado Regional Park, and then right next to that is a is a a club called Oranko Bowman's Club. And so they have, uh, it's a beautiful facility. They have a lower course and an upper course. And so the upper course, you're hiking up mountains. And cool. the lower course is then this, like, uh, this uh, forest that they made out of, I think, ash trees. And and so uh, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a... I didn't even know the place existed. It is so awesome. It's a bitchin' place. And so... Um, I uh, was married at the time, and so I wanted to get the. I, when I was a kid, I went to camp, uh, and I my favorite uh, time camping was either archery or on a horse, and I couldn't afford a horse, and so I decided to see this archery range. And I thought, well, I got to try that. So I couldn't buy compound bows for uh, my ex wife, myself, and the boys, but I could buy stick bows, recurves, yeah. So I ended up getting a couple of recurves and and uh, took them out there and we would go out there and we'd shoot. And then um, one of, I ended up uh, meeting a, uh, one of the guys there and said, "Hey, you know, because you shoot recurve on Thursdays, they have a group that comes out and we shoot the course and then we barbecue." Cool. And I was like, well, "Shit, I'm in." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I and I lived literally. Six minutes from from the place. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was right around the corner. So I show up the first day, go and shoot. Everyone's really cool. And it's all old guys. Mm. And these guys are just like, they're like the grandparents, you know, that you haven't, you didn't know that you had. And they're mm. just like, you'd shoot and you'd, you just hit the bail and be like, oh, what a great shot, Sonny. You know, you just keep it up. You know, you'll be all right. Yeah. Splits your arrow. Yeah, exactly. There's one guy and he would, he would shake. While he was pulling you back and then beat you. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, are you timing? Like, your, <laughs> your, um, your Parkinson quiver? Like, what's going on here? And so... Um, Two, three, go. Yeah, exactly. He's like, all right, I gotta go. So, so uh, we, we did that and then uh, show up and we're going to have a barbecue. So, okay. Well, this guy named Wayne is there. 
he brings out a Colorado uh, mule deer. I've never had mule deer before. It was the best. It changed my life. It was like, this was amazing. So then we come back, and uh, someone ended up making, uh, I think they brought um, elk or something else. I mean, it was the best. And we're just all hanging out and having guy time and shooting. It was the best, right? So I was talking to, excuse me, I was talking to this other guy, and he had a compound bow. And he says, you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. And so uh, Wayne uh, is the president of the California Bow Hunter Society. Well, he befriended me because I bought a bow that was like a, his favorite bow that burned in his house. Mm-hmm. And so we became friends, and then uh, he saw that I was interested in a compound bow. He sold me his, like, number three in line because he had so many bows. And um, and then he's like, hey, uh, you want to go beaver hunting? And I was like... Uh, old guy, we don't really call it that anymore. He's like, he's like, no, no, we're going up to, to Stockton and we're going to go, uh, hunt beaver at night on the water. And I was like, all right, sounds great. And so, um, we went beaver hunting and it was, it was awesome, man. Yeah. You pull out a, uh, I think I've shot, I think I've shot like four or five of them. And I think the smallest one was like fifty five pounds. I mean, Jesus. they're they're big animals. Fucking you know, sized rodent. Jesus. You don't realize how big a beaver is. I've never seen a beaver. Well, yeah, uh, I got. I'll, I'll have to show you. There, yeah, a, a picture of a big old beaver. <laughs> Jesus He's, Christ! Yeah, nuts. I like that's one of my favorite things about comedy is that like it allows you to just pursue the things you enjoy, and then it gives you something to tell other people about, like. There's just, I have so many interests. Like, I, I own a recurve, too. Um, last month, I just, I got obsessed with running. I'm still running. Yeah, um, I was seeing that. I was seeing that. Oh I hate it, but I love it. It's, it's a weird relationship that I have with running. Yeah. Um, but, like, I used to do jujitsu. I had to stop because of, like, injuries. And now I go rock climbing. Well, I've been rock climbing for a long time now. But it's, like, everyone has so much unique experiences that that's my favorite part about comedy is, one, watching people figure it out and mm-hmm. get funny. I, I love that shit. But, two, like... Like you talking about bow hunting, like that's probably something I'll never do. It's an interest, but no other, I guess, job lets you gives you that kind of space to do something and then talk about it later. Like you can't. So why wouldn't you go hunting? Is this just you, you something you're interested in? Um, or, or I think I it, would, but I think it's just a time thing. Like when I think about it, it's like fuck, I gotta really etch out some time for that. Like like you were talking about golf earlier. Like when I tried to golf, I was like, oh, this is this is an all day thing. Like yeah, I never conceptualized yeah. that I was going to be out here all fucking day. Kind yeah. Of yeah. It's like someone's like, Oh, if we're going hunting, well, that's probably like a two day thing at least that I'm going to have to set aside. And- yeah. I think, I think I would like to, um, I think I would like to hunt either deer or, uh, like definitely like Bobcat with, Jesus. with, a with a bow you know anxiety is a thing too like (laughs) is it like i'm like are we going hunting yeah can i have two guns like i need a a (laughs) sidearm just in case i get fucking ganked by a grizzly or something so so i so i when i i got my guns um my buddy was like listen um they're my friends in in thousand oaks and they're they're rich i mean they got a lot of money and one of them he uh has he works uh, land management, but he writes into his land management contracts 
hunting rights into every single one of his contracts. And so um, there's there's a, a ranch that's out towards Simi that he can hunt. And nice. so it's him and, and like two other guys, I think. And so they come up to me and they're like, hey, Mongo, um, you know, we got, uh, you know, we have the, the ranch we go to. And so, uh, you know, we've always thought about bringing another person on, but, you know, um, we'd, we'd like to, to have you like join up. So you're going to have to buy some guns. And I was like, okay, like so. So I went and I bought, I bought a, a, a whether it be three out six or whether it be shotgun and then a Smith and Wesson sidearm. And so I tell my, uh, I, I'm at work and I'm telling you know these ladies. And so uh, there's a lady named Janita, a real big black woman. She says, I didn't want to assume, but I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about assuming something better. <laughs> so she's like, why do you need all those guns for it? And I was like, well, um, I got a, a rifle for you know, deer, elk, bear, um, boar. I got a shotgun for um, you know rabbit, duck, quail, dove. I said, and I got the sidearm for, oh, shit, cougar. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't have that yeah, just in case. Yeah. My, my white friends, they all go, they all go rock climbing <clears throat> outside. They're like, do you want to come? We're going camping. I'm like, do you have a gun? Like, do you, yeah. I don't want to run into a mountain lion and all I have is a bag of chalk. Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you throw it up in the air and you're yeah. oh, <laughs> I disappeared. <laughs> shit, I'm still here. It's <laughs> <laughs> scary. I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, anxiety for me is also a, a reason that. It's, I don't want to say I don't want to go hunting, but it's like I've never entertained the thought past of like, oh, that might be fun. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't entertain it until I started uh, talking to people that 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 was the only reason why they were there. You know what I mean? Like the only reason why they were there is because they hunt, yeah. and it's and it's cute that you want to go over there and shoot targets. But I'm filling up freezers. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that's, I a, that's, a, that's in eight years. Yeah, that's a legit thing. I'm like, "Oh okay," and so um, it's it's really it's really a cool idea, you know what I mean? And so um, I I haven't shot my compound in in quite a while. I mean, I can still I have a it's a really great bow. Like it's an older bow that's mm. it's heavier and it's longer, so it's not the type of bow that you want to take up to Alaska and start like hiking and right. you know what I mean? But I'll be damned if that thing's not a, not a tack driver. I mean, I could just boom, boom. And so, uh, when I would shoot with Wayne, he, he would tell me, he says, you know, you, I pulled the bow back and he's like, he's like, you're, you're moving your chin. So as I would pull the, the bow back, I'd move my chin like that. Mm-hmm. He says, don't move your chin. He says because your movement might spook the animal. Hmm. So what you want to do is when you pull it back, you want to bring it right into here and not move your head. And so um, he was telling me that. So when I brought it back, I moved my head, and then I brought it back down and then put it back up without moving my head. And so I think we were shooting at like 80 yards. And so he he looks at me and he goes, "Um, you – you know, other people don't do that, right? And I was like, what do you mean? Learn. And he says, you just took a 70-pound bow, drew it to full draw, oh, brought it back down in. under complete control, 
and then redrew it. He says yeah. most people, like, it looks like they're having some type of convulsion. Because <laughs> once you get past the, there's a let off. Right, yeah. The you know? all it yeah. But there comes a point where it goes all on. You know what I mean? And so I was like, well, part of it is just that I'm just a, I'm just a big. You know what I mean? And so I think I have that structure to hold all that. You know what I mean? But I, I strong as fuck. Take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's. I think just because I'm big, I mean, it's not, But yeah, so it's 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 fun. It's really really fun. It sounds fun, and um, I like what kind of boat do you have? Challenge. It's just a recurve. It's like I've got maybe a forty pound draw. I don't even know what my uh, my ex bought it for me for Christmas. And Is it a takedown or a single piece? It's a takedown. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. Do you know if it's a? Uh, does it have like a like brown handle and then like white tips or brown handle and black tips? That's uh, a brown handle and white tips. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I That's wonder if it's a, uh, yeah, I have a Matrix bow, that was my first one, but it was like a 70-inch bow, I mean, that's like long, Jesus. yeah, Jesus. but that thing, it's, 70 inches is just long, yeah. but it was only like a 45-pound bow, so I was pulling that thing back like nothing. The bow that I have now um, is a uh, Damon Howitt, and I think it's a 60-pound bow at 28 inches. Which means that for people that are out on listening to this, <clears throat> hopefully I'm not boring you. When you pull it back 28 inches from the handle, mm. there is 60 pounds of pressure that is on the string. Right, right. However, as you pull it back further, it, the amount of pounds that are placed on that string uh, ramps up or amplifies by each inch mm-hmm. so my draw length is i think like a 31 okay. and i think we we uh weighed it at i'm holding it back like 73 or 74 pounds at every and i and when i hold it back i hold it for a long time and so um i think that helped build up a lot of the strength that i had before i got into the compound you know what i mean i mean i built up yeah. a lot of that so that was uh stabilizing yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun. <clears throat> Damn, that sounds hard, and that's kind of the appeal of it for me when I think about hunting and archery in general. Because like, I'll, I'll wake up and I'll crack off some arrows, but it's not like I wouldn't consider it a hobby. It's just something that's like, oh, that's different. That's fun for me. You yeah, know, it's, it's almost just then. You know, you just stay in the moment, and I try to do things that are difficult and help me stay focused I guess and just there because my wa- my mind wanders all over the place so mm. when when I get it I find an activity that keeps me present it's like oh okay this is fun now like I can do that um, what's your what's your most recent uh, I guess uh, hobby or activity that you do is it, is it the, the archery or is it running no oh, running most is recent um, what got you into running uh, was it Rogan no no it's so <laughs> weird you know, I do a lot of Rogan um, but I, I started, I used to be fat. I used to be like 180 pounds in like fifth grade. Like, and we're talking like five foot tall, 180 pound child. Like I was a big kid. Yeah. Um, and so I, I always had an interest in doing things that made me less fat, but I never had the ability to. So like I try to play sports. I try to play volleyball. I try mm-hmm. to play basketball. 
Um, but the part I hated about most of the sports was the running. So I just convinced myself that I, I can't run. I don't like running and I never went running. Um, and then I was one, one morning I woke up and it's, I was like, if I can go run a mile, I can do that. Maybe. But if I do that, that's going to be the hardest thing I did today. And it makes the rest of the day a breeze because it's, it's difficult. I don't want to do it. But if I can wake up, do one thing I don't want to do, everything else is just going to fall into place. So I kind of started doing that, and I still hate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, That's so it, awesome. It's so awesome that you're honest with it. You know what I mean? You're like, it's still shitty. Yeah, it's still a grind, and I don't want to do it, but if it was easy, everyone would do it kind of thing. And, yeah. And so on one hand, it's not that I think I'm better than everyone else. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm competitive mostly with myself. It's like, I'm better than me yesterday. Like I could have just not gone running today, but I'm like, fuck it, I'll get it over with and do it. So I just try to do things that are difficult because I feel like most of my life I spent doing things like just coasting, just not doing anything hard or, or difficult for myself. Yeah. So just try to challenge myself and running was the one thing I was like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do it. And now it's like, I have to do it almost. Yeah. 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 I got my resting heart rate down to like 40. Um, nice. So yeah, it's, it's, and the cardio benefits that I experience from, from running is def- definitely worth it, but it doesn't feel like it while I'm running. Yeah. yeah it feels still, like I'm still hurts. Yeah. Off myself by like <laughs> this halfway through, like halfway through, I'm like, I'm done. I'm just going to stop. This is stupid. And then just finish it. So. Awesome. I just try to grind it out. I, that's how I treat most of the things in my life at this point. I have a, I, I had um, another buddy of mine, um, Mario Hidose, uh, that has come on the, the podcast. And he's done, like, all these crazy things. Like, uh, he was a, um, he went to Matador school. You know what I mean? Like down in, in Mexico. Like yeah, awesome. he's, he's, he's bitching. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, I freaking love this guy. You're like, you went to what? And, the, and, the, and I don't want to, I, I told him, you got to tell this on stage, man. Like, it's so yeah. funny. But he's, the. so they, they asked him, like, why are you here? And, um, like, one guy had said, like, his father's, his father was a matador. His father's father was a matador. <laughs> and he wanted to be, he wanted to experience that because he felt that that's how he would become, you know, live that lineage, right. you know. And so they asked him, and he was like, I was watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> he said he almost got kicked oh, out the first day. <laughs> that's funny. That's super funny. <laughs> watching something one morning he's like how do I do that it's like it's like do you have ADD but it's like it's like it's so focused ADD he's like hey look at that but he doesn't like just jump off he's like yeah I'm gonna go do that you know what I mean yeah I love people like that I I, like I go rock climbing because I'm terrified of heights like there's no other way to get past that and I'm still it still scares me but it's like mentally oh no I know I can do this and it's because I don't I don't try to or I, I try to do something different every day or at least have, like, a, a, a different goal in mind. Um, so, like, I have a long-term goal this year. Uh, October, there's, a like, an obstacle course race up in Big Bear that I want to do, and I've never done that because I never had the cardio to go 
a 5k with obstacles but now I do so it's like let's fucking do that so I'm very much the same way it's like someone talks about something like well I want to try that I bet that's fun so are you are you actively training for that or like are you doing obstacles yeah yeah I mean um you're like (laughs) 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 sorry I just I just had a visual of you like um basically jumping over cars and fences like in your neighborhood <laughs> you're like <laughs> just spit in a cop's face and run as, fl- as fast as you can there's your obstacle course <laughs> yo I picked up a sweet Spider-Man outfit over the last Comic Con <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm training or fighting crime. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring my my fitness level to a point where I feel confident that like if I'm given a task, I can accomplish it because I've never really been that kind of person. I want like if if we're at the beach and someone starts playing soccer, like I want to do that too. But as a kid, I couldn't do that because I was like, oh, I can't fucking run. Like I can I can't kick a ball. I'm, I'm gonna be exhausted. It's, I'd be yeah. embarrassed. But now it's like. Oh, I can. I might be able to go do that. So it's like I want to be able to participate in activities yeah. instead of just having to sit on the side because I'm, I'm out of shape or something. It's like hey. that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I need to get in shape. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't I know. Your me. life seems fine. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're okay. <laughs> I know, I, I've actually started. Uh, I started Weight Watchers because your girlfriend starts Weight Watchers and you start Weight Watchers. You know what I mean? So. You start um, Weight Watchers or starve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I do all the cooking, so it's like, might as well, you know. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, my thing is I just bought that truck, and mm-hmm. so it's like I never had a chance to to go up into the mountains, and now it's like I need to be able to have the ability to shit. yeah to get up into the mountains, like yeah. you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, I have to lose weight. I gotta I. I it, I think the Ralphie May thing scared every fat comic. I scared comics in general. Ralphie May and I, are you a fan of Kevin Smith? Yeah, yeah. He had a heart attack. Dude, day. I was watching TV the other day during lunch, and Bob, the fucker from uh, Biggest Loser. Oh, yeah. He had a heart attack. Did he? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm like, That's well, what crazy. the fuck am I going to do? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, if this guy, if the Biggest Loser guy had a heart attack... Well, I might as well just have cheesecake. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, enjoy it. YOLO at this point. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Is there a monthly pass at Cheesecake Factory? Like, there's a movie pass? Can I come in and get a free cheesecake? I'm just going to start making ribeyes and ribs. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> French fries. Live it up. Um, same, no, but... yeah. I, I fucking love food. I almost, uh, if I wasn't so late today, I was going to stop at Krispy Kreme and grab a couple donuts and then drive this <laughs> way. But I was behind schedule. Hey, you're burning it off, I, I guess, guess, you know? fucked some food up, though. Um... But yeah, that's uh, comedy's um, kind of the same way I treat it as well. It's it's a grind for me. Like there have been just months, months where I just bomb, 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 bomb without just hitting it off. And but in my fucking crazy brain, I'm like, oh, anyone else that's bombed this many times in a row would have definitely quit. So I just stay at it. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> and the thing is that, like, I remember, I remember bombing so bad, and but it was like. The whole room was dead. Like, the whole fucking room was dead. To where, I won't say his name, but one of the comics, um, the, the headliner didn't didn't show up. And so, the feature, they're like, hey, can you do... Can you stretch? <laughs> yeah. And I just, and he's like, he goes up, he's like, yo, yo, no, I got you. I heard that you need extra time. You need 20 minutes? I got 20 minutes. You need 30? I got 30 for you, brother. I can do it. And I was like, listen, man. 
Appreciate the enthusiasm. Have you seen the shit show that's going on on the other side of the garden? Let's not do all that. Let's just go in there. We're gonna hit. We're gonna hit our fifteen. And let's get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get. Let's go. And so ten minutes in, I mean, or twenty. So ten minutes in, this guy backs up against the wall, slides down it, and rests his elbows on his knees. He has the mic in his right hand, and he face palms with the left, mm-hmm. and goes, "You motherfuckers are making it real hard for a nigga to do comedy." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I think we're losing him. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, "It was a, it was the roughest thing." And so I went up there, and I was like, uh, "I was like, well, everybody, we got to the end of the show." I know you guys are excited. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, reenact my uh, first time ever having sex right out those front doors, <laughs> which is, uh, spoiler alert, going to consist of a lot of apologizing and hope to see you again. And the whole place, like, busted up laughing. And I was like, that's what we've been trying to do the whole time, people. Like... I just turned into Jerry Seinfeld right there. <laughs> it's fun. It takes like I feel like every comedian knows what kind of room that is or has a similar experience, and it, it takes a special kind of comic at a special point in their career to be able to pull energy out of a room like that. Yeah. So like, and not like, quit. Exactly, but but like I was saying, like you're a good host. Like you yeah. you, Thank you 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 run a good show, a solid show, and so. I commend you on things. I think about, I still have those rooms, like those nights where the, the room's just dead and I feel mm. like I can't uh, bring bring any energy through and you know, I'm like, I have to, I, I have to just kill myself after this, I think. I think I should just go to Carl's Jr. and never do comedy again. <laughs> and, and, I remember, I remember walking out of a room being just pissed. <laughs> just pissed off at myself. And, um, as I walked out, I as was a performer or a host. As a performer, oh, okay. I'm cussing myself out audibly, <laughs> and this guy's like, "Hey man, I'm in a room. You want to come?" And I was like, "What? What? What?" I was like, <laughs> "You know, like, have you ever been in an argument and someone's like, hey, you know, can I talk to you about Jesus Christ, Latter Day Saints?'" Like, wait a minute, what? Like, <laughs> like this guy's like, "Hey, you want to, You know, I was wondering if you want to do this uh, this show. I got this room, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, great." <laughs> I got the car. It's real in comedy, too, though. It's crazy. Yeah, I got out, and I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 I got this joke, this tag. Fuck, stupid. So hey, you dumb. had a good set. Do you want to come to my room? I hate all of you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll come, but I hate everything about this world right now. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the equivalent of going to, like, I don't know, uh, let's say Golden Corral. And you're like, man, this place sucks. We're never fucking coming here again. <laughs> I, I, my food was cold. This isn't the magic because like, hey, it's like a free uh, free meal. Really sorry. You're like, well, yeah, I'm going to take a free meal. But this is bullshit. <laughs> this was awful. Can I get two, my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> never coming back this month. That's yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that that was the equivalent of that. But yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. You're going to want me to go, I'll show up. It's, it's, it's a good time. The freedom that, I don't know, I just, I just love comedy. Even, I mean, I, I understand the goal is to make money and pay your bills doing this, but even if I don't, I would like comedy to be something that I do for the rest of my life. Yeah, see, mine's not mine's not money. Yeah. Mine's not money. It's, it's, 
And I think that that places me in a, in a, a highly different situation. I don't, I don't uh, have that, um, and I think it's a double-edged sword. I don't have the urgency to, 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 to be everywhere and see, be seen by everybody. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I also don't have that um, never-been-kissed feeling yeah you know that just you just i mean you smell it off of people you're like oh you're green yeah you know like you're just hey how's it going just shut off for a second dude let me talk to you as a person (laughs) yeah and so um i think that that's uh, i think that it's how i like the fact that i'm kind of like putting my toes in the water doing a lot of different things Mm -hmm. but not um not having that i need to make this in a year yeah, yeah, I uh, mostly all actually. No, I think about it, all of the comics that I respect. I think have that that same uh, perspective on it. Is that like I'm, I'm doing this because I enjoy it, and like sure, it's like some people make money from it, but it's like that's not the goal from this. It's yeah, like I, I, I get to stand up and tell you what I think, and you guys have to listen. That's the goal. Like, yeah, that's the fun part. And I don't know. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm 28, so I haven't lived a lot, but I feel like at this point in my life. Uh, I've realized that eventually, I don't know how long it takes, but eventually the cream rises to the top. So just, you know, stay on your game, keep grinding, and eventually, you know, things will happen. I'm not saying you shouldn't try and make things happen, but at some point, like, I've seen it outside of my own career. It's like, I've I've seen people just get really funny, and then you're like, dude, have you heard about, have you heard this kid? No, you have to see this kid. Yeah. It's hilarious. And that's, that's almost, like, if I'm going to be successful, that's the way I want to go. I don't want to... I, I skip anything. Yeah, and I, and I remember hearing this one guy's um, abortion joke. Now, I don't like abortion jokes, but holy shit, this guy floored me with an abortion <laughs> joke. And I was like, I got up on I was like, did you hear that abortion joke? That was the best thing I ever heard in my life. And it was just such, I mean, what it, what it was, was what we started off talking about. It was just... Him saying in in a voice that was truly his own. Yeah, yeah. and it's it came. People can relate. And it just kind of came off like like he was he was saying. Uh, I mean, as effortlessly as, as saying, "Hey, uh, where do you want to go eat?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where it was just. There, there. It, he didn't oversell it. Like it just came out just so. It was, so, natural, it was, thought it was out. fucking beautiful. Like, and I was like, <laughs> oh man, it crushed. Like it was the best. Oh, those are the best jokes. I don't have any of those, but those are the best. I can't believe you made me laugh at this shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. Those, those are yeah. so great. Everything. So are you are you uh, doing uh, are you book for any shows coming up or uh, book nah I'm gonna be at the Ice House in like a month and a half I don't know what day it is um, but mostly uh, Aaron Chase and I we run the, the buddy system there's a bunch of people now that actually help us work it I, so I think I saw that uh, on your Twitter feed mm-hmm. um, is that where you pull the uh, something out of a hat or out of a bucket oh we used to have that yeah that was one of those we had one of those no set lift mics um, yeah yeah we pull the three topics out of the bucket and you get five minutes to riff on them 
Um, initially, I didn't like that show. It wasn't really my show. It, it kind of fell into my lap, and I ended up helping out with it. But now, looking back, it's like that's that was such an important thing in, in the last growth of like my last year. Yeah, is being able to riff like that on stage and make things funny. Like, yeah, I loved it. I love it now. I want to do it again. And so, where is the buddy system at? We are <clears throat> now. We're at the Getaway Cafe on UCR. Um, every Wednesday and then every other Thursday. So this month, April 12th, there's a, uh, an open mic at the Getaway Cafe UCR. And then the 26th, I want to say, is another open mic. So it's alternating bi-weekly Thursdays. We're there every Wednesday for like a book show showcase kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then we're also at Worthington's Tavern in downtown Riverside at 7 every Monday. So some weeks we have three shows. Most weeks it's two I'll have to try and get out there to, to yeah, your Monday on, one and your Monday. It's a good spot. We the, Both places are brand new. I don't know if you, you're clued into the drama that happened. Like uh, we Essentially, um, there was a lot of things that happened at our previous venue, the Hideaway Cafe, which is around the corner from Worthington's Tavern. Um, some drama happened. Things went down. So we lost that venue, and we didn't have shows for three weeks. And... So we just got these two, the Getaway and Worthington's. Oh, beautiful. And yeah, we're maybe a month into those spots. So they're still fresh, and we're still trying to work things out. But uh, definitely come out. It's, cool. it's a good time. And so sign-ups are what time uh, on uh, The Thursday open mics at the Getaway sign-ups are 8. Let's start on Monday. So, start, so Monday, so Worthington's Tavern sign-ups start at 6.30. Okay, so um, Monday, 6.30 at Worthington. starts at 7. And then... Wednesdays, you have a book show. Wednesdays, a book show. That starts at 8. If anyone wants to get a book, holler. I'll let your boy. Um, but and then perfect. every other, th- on what time are those shows? Those are at 8. At 8 o'clock? Thursday. Every other are there any Thursday. minimums or anything like that for? Uh, right now, no. No minimums for any of the shows. Uh, Sweet. So we kind of worked it out with the venues. Um, they're just trying to get traffic. And so no minimums. Um, five minutes, I think, is what we're averaging, but it really depends on comic turnout. Sometimes you get less, sometimes you get more. Sweet. Um, and then uh, um, Thursday every other week? Thursday, yeah, every other Thursday at the Getaway, that one is uh, sign up start at eight thirty. Show starts at nine. Cool. How late do you go? Uh, as late as they'll let us. Honestly, right. at the awesome. Getaway, yeah, it's a cool spot though. But it's also right across the street from a college, and that offers its own fair share of PC culture challenges. <laughs> oh really? Oh liberal. Yeah. That's, we, we've only had two instances, but for some reason, both times have been a drunk girl who feels it's her need and her time to talk. Oh, uh, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. yeah, I think that, um, I don't know where, uh, do you watch Black Mirror? That's yeah, my, that's my new favorite Black show. Mirror. I really have no opinions on anything until Black Mirror does an episode about it, so... I literally, so we were watching the one about the bees. Did you see that yes, one yet? Yes. I was like, fuck, they, this show just ruined the possibility of global autonomous bees. Like, cause no one's gonna, everyone's gonna be like, a, yeah, yeah uh, you're gonna need to look at season four. We're not doing that. I'm like, but, but hold on. Like, those robot dogs, like, we gotta stop Okay, this. haven't seen robot dogs. Don't ruin it for oh. me. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, I wanted a robot dog. That'd be so awesome. Oh, this one's gonna fuck your life. <laughs> This has been a great time, man. This is fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming out, man. I I, I love it. I think you're so funny. I think that um, I like the fact that... um, I think what I love about you is that you're not afraid to address the elephant in the room. Every time I've seen you, 
you've gone up and you have uh, what I think the best part about comedy is when someone comes steps onto the stage and is able to uh, to give these people something that they couldn't have gotten if they didn't get out and see them live. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because because every every show is is unique. Yeah, uh, every crowd is different, and so when you can go out and be and 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 not have um, canned, uh, you know, crowd work, mm. but just have a witty comment about what's happening. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I try to just stay yeah, present in the room. I on that, on that show, uh, and, I'll, and I'll call it out, you had a, on that clip for the buddy system when I, what I saw, uh-huh. um, I guess there was some homeless guy that or some some guy that that was calling out at the beginning of the show oh yeah yeah, some crazy dude just yeah approached the stage <laughs> and what was so great is that you walked up and you're like i was actually standing right next to this guy and um i didn't understand what he was saying yeah six teeth <laughs> i don't know what he was saying but Smelled great. Like, and I was like, dude, that was so, that was just so funny because it was like everybody had seen this guy. Like, people, and I thought, that literally made me wish I was there. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen stand up where people have said something funny, and you're like, and I saw other people talk about it. The the people that were before you, I didn't care if I was there or not. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, some guy saw it, whatever. But the fact that, because I was like, now I wish I would have seen what that guy looked like. Because it was it was just so perfect, dude. So perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you. I love you, George. We're going to have to get together and hang out more. Definitely. Maybe we'll go hunting. Yeah, go shoot some shit. You know what I mean? All right. Thanks, brother, for coming out. Thanks. All right, bye.